Photoshelter presents Vision Slightly Blurred. I'm Alan Murabayashi. And I'm Sarah Jacobs. Sarah, it's that time of the year when all of the photo contests start releasing their winners. And one of the ones that I always look forward to is the Wildlife Photographer of the Year, uh, which is sponsored by the UK's National History Museum. And this year, one of the images that won was uh, photographed by a biologist in Norway named Odin Rickardson, who is well known in uh, the nature photography circles. He's won a ton of awards. His images are stunning. But in this particular case, he has an eagle on a branch. And in the caption, he says that he, he doesn't say that he doesn't use the word habituate, but he took roadkill and moved it close to the branch basically habituate the eagle to come by where he had set up a camera trap. And a camera trap is uh, where you have a camera uh, and uh, it could have like an infrared beam or something triggers the camera to take the photo uh, of the animal for you so you don't have to be sitting in a blind the whole time, you know, because you don't know when that bird's going to come back. Um, The terms and conditions of the contest prohibit baiting. Mm. And so there's been some discussions in some of the wildlife photo circles over the ethics of this particular image. Mm-hmm. Should a photographer who baits be able to win the contest? Can and you can you define baiting? Yeah, so I wouldn't say that there's a uniform understanding of what baiting is, but for example, there are places in the United States and elsewhere that are game farms. They raise the animals, wild animals, specifically to be on this game farm so that tourists can come and watch wild animals. And a lot of these places also have uh, facilities to allow photographers to come on and shoot the wild animals, even though it's in a completely Mm -hmm. domesticated environment. And they'll use, you know, mice to bait an owl to come swoop down so that you can, you know, we'll put the mouse here. We have our strobe set up. The owl will come down and you snap the photo and you get this studio quality image of Uh, the, the owl, like ready to pounce. Yeah. The problem with baiting is that you habituate wild animals to stop hunting, basically. They're like, well, why would I hunt? Because I can just come here and wait for the bait. Oh, it's whoa. A, it's a problem. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it happens with, you know, if you want to observe sharks, there's a lot of places where they throw chum. It's like cut up uh, fish with all the blood streaming out. They'll chum the water so that it attracts the sharks. Um, well, but, you know, if you're a if you're a tourism operator, that's how you ensure that everyone has a good time. In the case of Mr. Rickardson, <laughs> he is a marine biologist. He's not a terrestrial biologist, but he is a marine biologist. Mm-hmm. I've watched a number of uh, interviews with him and I've read some stuff. Mm-hmm. He seems like a really straight up dude. Yeah. And you you looked at some of the images. Yeah, they're amazing. They're Amazing. Yeah, and and I mean, he takes it. It's a very scientific approach in how he's capturing these images. I mean, he's a scientist, so yeah. And uh, you know, he's been doing it for years. Uh, he is a Canon ambassador in Europe. Uh, I think he does understand a lot about animal behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So this golden eagle image that one where he is uh, using the carcass of roadkill to attract the animal. Which is not in the shot, by the way. Which is not in the shot, yeah. right? So we don't know why the animal is there. And then if you go to another contest called the Big Picture Contest, you see that exact same branch. Oh, no. And there's a grouse. A grouse is a, a different type of image. There's a grouse hanging out on the same branch. And if you read this caption about this particular image, he doesn't say that he left roadkill there, but he says the grouse, when the eagle wasn't there, the grouse came by. Mm. Now, I talked to some grouse experts. I talked to one <laughs> grouse expert. Wait, okay, wait. Is a grouse a type of bird? <laughs> a grouse is a type of bird. Okay. A grouse is a type of bird. Sorry to get really nerdy on you guys. <laughs> we are going, going deep on the animal photography. Okay, great. A grouse that. is a type of bird that uh, mates in a specific geographical area that they call a lek. Okay. And no matter what you do to that lek, you could build a building on top of that lek and the grouse, because of their genetics, go back to that same spot. Oh, wow. And so you have this grouse, amazing image of a grouse on this branch. And I talked to, you know, a guy that knows a lot about bird behavior and he goes, I don't know that that's actually natural behavior. Oh, question the veracity of that image, mm-hmm. and and I'm not saying that that Odin staged the image, but I think there's some questions over whether the habituation in that area, maybe there was a scent of the carcass that he brought in that attracted the grass. Oh. I mean, who knows, right? I'm completely speculating. Okay, but it made me sort of a little uneasy about the circumstances under which this image was created. I will say that our sense of ethics around wildlife photography in the U.S. Uh, are much more uh, left-leaning than they are in Europe. As is, you know, you you can't expect the same sort of ethical uh, 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 trappings to be held throughout the world. And so maybe this is just a case where, huh? He hmm. found some roadkill. He moved it. The eagle came. Then the grouse came. He shot these amazing pictures. Won he's some using awards. it. Yeah. <laughs> Won some awards. He's using it to, you know, to communicate to the public uh, the intersection of science and photography. So, what's the harm? Mm-hmm. What's your take? What? Well, it's making <laughs> this uh, this story is making me realize some of his images. Um, he's focused in the water, so he has this like incredible camera that can get half of the yep. image under the water and then half on top. And he has a whole series of various um, like whales. I think sharks approaching boats. And so you get to see the boat and just this like massive animal next to it under the water. But now that's making me think maybe he's doing that thing that you described. Like chumming? Yeah, chumming. Maybe he's chumming. I, yeah, I don't know that he's doing it in that case. I mean, I think, you know, he is a marine biologist. He grew up in that area. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think he's doing anything. I mean, I don't have any proof of this, but I don't think he's he's actually doing that. Okay. I, I think... Yeah. Uh, Dolphins and other uh, sea animals are curious about boats. Okay. Dolphins in particular love to kind of swim in the, the wake because it's just uh, aerodynamically easier for oh, them to swim. Okay, But he is doing things like using flash underwater. Mm-hmm. And there are some discussions, depending on the type of species, does flash hurt their vision? Does mm-hmm. it, is it a, a destructive thing to use artificial oh, lighting? I hope not. 
So Well, I'm confused. Like if the rules say that you can't bait, but then part of his entry is like I put an animal here. Right. Like that how did he win? It's a good question. Yeah. And maybe it maybe it falls under this this gray area of using a roadkill isn't considered baiting because there's a difference between oh, live baiting okay. and dead yeah. baiting. Yeah. Um, so maybe there is some justification that way. Maybe some of it is this, you know, a cultural thing of Europe, Europe's feelings about ethical wildlife photography and America's mm-hmm. uh, feelings around that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Yeah. It, it's concerning to me that that exact same branch is used in two photos that wins two separate photo contests. And you're sure it's the same branch? It's absolutely the same Okay, branch. I haven't it, seen the second photo. Yeah, it's a, it's a <laughs> glorious photo. Yeah, I'm sure. And I'm not, you know, the, the, the purpose of bringing up this series of photos is not to impugn his photographic skills or his skills as a scientist. But I do think that there is a big question, particularly when it comes to wildlife photography, over what is best for the animal hmm. and how does capturing an image uh, potentially imperil that animal? Now, do I think that the eagle is imperiled because he drags some roadkill? Probably not. Yeah, no. Do I think the grouse is imperiled? I don't know. I just think it's interesting that, a, you know, a bird expert said, eh, it doesn't really look like a natural situation. Mm-hmm. So who, who, who knows? But it's crazy. You know, I think, oh, we're just going to go out into Yosemite and shoot some, you know, a bear. And then you're like, oh, wow, there's actually a whole line of thought around the ethics of this. Yeah. That I think goes beyond, that goes beyond a, a, a visceral argument of like, oh, the P- PC police are, are here. I actually think they're, oh, you know, no. you, you are setting the stage. And this is the other point that people were making. He might know exactly what he's doing. Because he's a trained biologist and he's been working with these animals. But somebody who, who isn't as trained sees this image and goes, well, I'm going to drag some roadkill over to this branch and then start shooting away with maybe a different species of bird. Mm. Maybe it's actually endangering the animal without knowing because they're not experts. And so when we award images, people are always going to copy What's found in those images? Mm-hmm. Just like on Instagram, it's like, right? Yes. Whatever image gets a lot of likes, everyone wants that same image. Yeah, I hope that's not happening because I mean, part of his whole uh, shtick is that he is teaching people. Yes, and so he and he has found that his photography has helped make his teachings more relatable and understandable. So, like, that's wonderful. So hopefully that his pictures are not influencing anybody to go get roadkill. <laughs> <laughs> try. All right, let's go get this roadkill. Yeah. Get, I, get a good picture. I mean, I would love to have any of the images in his portfolio. They are, yeah, they're they phenomenal. Are stunning images. And, yeah. You know, he obviously knows what he's doing photographically. Yeah. There's just been so many instances, uh, not so many, but there's a lot of instances out there where photographers are, are doing questionable things to capture images. And you're like, what's the point? I thought we're like... Do we care about these animals or not? Hmm. And that's not to say that every wildlife image has to have conservation as the motivation for taking the image. I think it's fine uh, to just take an image because you like it. And yeah. in fact, um, when I was out in Jackson for the, the Summit Nature Workshop, 
Um, you know, most of the photographers there are conservation photographers. Um, but there's a very well-known Nikon ambassador, Dave Black, who raises his hand and he goes, uh, nothing against conservation photographers. I just love taking photos. I love taking great photos. Mm -hmm. And I saw a lot of people, you know, it was, uh, it was a panel, a faculty panel, and there was a bunch of people in the audience just nodding their head. Like, we love to take photos too. So, hmm. so you think, do you think a majority of animal photographers are conservationists or? I, I, I think there's been a shift, at least at the workshop, there's been a palpable shift in the past five years over why people were attending. Mm -hmm. You see a lot more uh, people saying, I'm here because of the conservation angle and I'm here because this conservation photographer is on faculty. Uh -huh. um, whereas before it was, you know, I want to take a really great photo, landscape photo, and I want to get one image of a bear and one image of a moose. It was like a checklist for oh, them. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. In the larger population of people shooting animals, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I, I think some of the, the discussions going on uh, writ large with society talking about climate change and threatened species and whatnot is probably an elevated awareness of conservation efforts. Yeah. But it's, it's, a, it's a tough one. So... To the organizers of these contests, uh, it's, it's great to have language in there talking about the ethics of wildlife photography, but maybe some clarification on the enforcement. Yeah. For Mr. Richardson, I great know if it photos. Says, sorry, if it says no baiting, like... Yeah, like, then no baiting, right? Yeah. Uh, love his photography. Wish there was no ambiguity over the ethics of this particular photo and the grouse photo. Um. But yeah, it's, uh, it's not a black and white situation by any means. If you have thoughts on this particular issue, because it's such a gray area, we would love to hear them. You can leave us a comment at the blog at blog.photoshelter.com or tweet at us at Photoshelter. We'll see you next time. Photoshelter is the online leader for photography websites and workflow tools. Archive, distribute, and sell your photos in a mobile-friendly, responsive website. Try one free for 14 days at photoshelter.com slash podcast. Then download one of our free educational guides at photoshelter.com slash resources.